Hey you guys, welcome to episode 36 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. We're so glad you chose to join us today. We have a great episode for you guys. Today we are sitting down with two special guests to talk about endurance sports. And on the show today we have Om and Jason, who are really two amazing human beings but they also happen to be co-owners of Run, Try, Bike magazine. If you haven't heard of them, uh, they have an online publication, but more than that, they have a great community of endurance athletes. And their message, their community, it's an amazing thing, okay? And so they celebrate the everyday athlete, elevating their stories as a way to bring people together as a means to getting people to the start line from all walks of life. And it's just a really amazing community they've built. So I'm gonna post some links so you can check out and subscribe to the newsletter. You can get plugged in with the community. They are doing some amazing things. So I really can't wait to sit down and have this conversation with Om and Jason. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Hey, bud. Hey, Lauren. What are you up to? I am sitting here in a Zoom room full of awesome people. Uh, today, we actually get to interview and talk with some people, not just me and bud. Uh, oh, who, <laughs> who, who do we have? Facts. Okay, so we Who's have here? two incredible people here today that I've had the pleasure of getting to know. One has been on the podcast before, but we have Jason and we have Om. And today they are co-owners of Run Try uh, Bike Mag. Sorry, my face is getting ahead of my words. Um, and so I've invited them here today because I think what they're doing and what they've created is so amazing. And I just want to get the word out about what they're doing. And so really for this podcast, um, I'm just going to kind of hand it over to both Jason and to Ohm. I know you guys who have listened to the podcast, you know, um, when we were getting things out regularly, we're back on track now. Um, you know, we got to interview and meet Ohm last year and it was a really great experience. And um, that's what led me to meet Jason and be a part of this initiative that, you know, this this community they're building. Um, so, yeah. So I'm with that. I'm just going to drop it over. Jason, let's start with you. Hey, thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me on, and thank you, Bud, for having uh, me on and Ohm as well with regards to our small business. I mean, we are thrilled to have the opportunity to talk about it. Anytime anybody wants to talk about our company, we're happy to we're happy to have the conversation. <clears throat> um, one of the things you mentioned was, you know, asking me how we got started, and I think that's probably the most important thing because we're heading into the beginning of year three. And our vision and mission has stayed the same from the beginning. Um, and so to give you some background, when I was working as a vice president for sales and marketing for a company called Travelhost uh, during the pandemic. So as you can imagine, having the word travel in your company name is not always a good thing during Ooh, a pandemic. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate that my mentor uh, and owner of Travelhost, Bill, kept me on as a consultant. And um, we trimmed staff down to basically three people. And so I learned how to run a multi-million dollar business with just three people. And wow. 
One day he got a phone call asking if he wanted to buy Texas Runner and Triathlete Magazine. And he knew I had been in endurance sports at that time for about 14 years. And he asked me if I was interested in buying it. And so, you know, I talked to the owner and um, her asking price had a comma and uh, a whole bunch of zeros before the decimal point. <laughs> and I was willing to offer her, you know, honestly, pennies on the dollar because it just wasn't a business at the time. And I got off the phone and I looked at Bill and I said to him, I don't need to buy the business. I think I can do this on my own. And it was like lightning struck. And I started making phone calls to freelance journalists um, across the country at, who had been writing for some of the bigger publications in the space, asking them, where could we go to make an impact? And they said, if you write two with and four beginner athletes, you'll have a, a niche that you can carve out for yourself. And I thought that was great, right? But then I thought, well, you know, I'm a big dreamer. I was like, well, when we become very successful, why wouldn't the people who have more um, resources do the same thing? And so um, I, one, I never questioned that we would be successful. I just assumed that we would. And so I wanted to make sure that we focused on what I would call middle to the back of the pack, as opposed to the front to the middle of the pack. And we wanted to place an emphasis on telling stories from storytellers that we didn't hear from. So women, LGBTQIA plus athletes, people of color athletes, um, and physically challenged and disabled athletes, those that you could see prosthetics, that type of stuff. And those with um, challenges you couldn't see AS or RA or MS, right? And so we wanted to build this platform that just gave them the opportunity to tell their stories because that's where the middle and the back of the pack are going to find the inspiration and motivation. Since the vast majority of us don't run four minute miles, we don't run 14 hour, hundred milers. We don't finish Ironman events in eight hours, right? Most of us are middle of the back of the pack and we share our stories at starting lines. How'd you get here? What was your training like? All that kind of stuff. And so we wanted to take all of those voices and put it into one place. Um, and so we launched our business two, three Januarys ago, and um, Ohm can dial in the timing because I was so ecstatic when he joined our ownership group. I can't remember the exact time of it all um, because it took a lot of uh, pressure and stress off of me. So Ohm, when was it that you joined the company as a co-owner? Um, it was actually last June that I joined as a co-owner, but as you know, our our relationship um uh, with me and run tri bike actually goes like way farther back, like back to the start of the business, which I think you launched, uh, January, 2021. And I was one of the first people to reach out to write a, how it all started feature. Um, and it just sort of the relationship sort of just developed from there. And it was actually a year ago, actually this this is a funny thing, uh, Lauren, but it's actually been a year since I did the podcast. Oh my gosh. Wow. So it's a year since we had our first conversation, uh, you, me, and Bud. Oh, that's and so cool. It's also, yeah, and it's also about, I think it was just a few days after that, Jason and I had the conversation about me taking over his social media for Run Try Bike. And so this week and these next couple of days are just, a lot of one year anniversaries of like awesomeness. So, um, yeah, so I joined the ownership group in June. It's almost going to be a year now. It's ridiculous how time flies. And Jason and I always talk about how we're not just like, we aren't just like, 
doing the publication, you know, we're not just like telling the stories made that that we are those people, you know, live and breathe in burn sports. And I think that's why we're so passionate about you. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, awesome. I, I uh I appreciate you including us in that year anniversary of awesomeness. Yeah. Because I, I kinda <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. And uh Jason, you said something a moment ago that I need to elaborate on. So you said these are the stories that we tell at the starting line. And it was mostly how do we get here? How do we train all this type of stuff? There's one other thing that I believe is so important. And uh, it's why are we here? Mm -hmm. And every single person has a reason to be there. It means something to every single athlete. Um, I don't want to downplay that some people are looking for a PR, their personal record, or they're doing it to better themselves or improve. But some people have a life-changing event. Some people are coming out of an abusive relationship. Some people are turning the corner with their health. Some people are recovering from addiction. Some people are making a new life for themselves. And I think everyone has this reason to be there at the starting line or reason to compete and do this. And those are the stories we want. We want to know, like, what does it mean to this person? Because I want to kind of relate that to my life. And, and maybe I don't have the same problem that they have. Maybe I don't have the same, uh, I'm not there for the same reason, but it, it still means something to me to have other people there that I can relate to. And, and maybe they have a totally separate reason to be there than I do, you know? You're exactly right. So one of the first articles that we ever produced on our website was uh, what is your why for that exact reason. And when we have athletes submit their stories through our platform for their how it all started um, story that we that we produce for them. One of the questions inevitably that I will respond to them with is tell me why you're doing this. Tell me why you continue to do this. Um, so that we can grab that inspiration and motivational quote that we can pass along to the next person. Because we all know, yeah, we all got started somehow, somewhere in these sports. And a lot of times it's we're lost and we're Googling for things, right? We're searching for an answer to some question about where do I buy running shoes or whatever it may be. And so if we can tell that story and tie it into the athletes, why it definitely goes a long, long way. And um, we can see it in, I mean, not to get nerdy with data, but we can see it in our Google analytics. Those stories resonate with people from across the country and sometimes across the globe um, when they're looking for a reason to get started in these sports. It's, it's awesome to see, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. I will say, you know, it's funny because so, um, we met you a year ago through the podcast and it was so, it's so fun. You know, obviously you're in endurance sports and we all here and it's kind of along those lines of like, once we really got to know each other, it's like, man, we can relate so well because yeah, we're, we're in different places in our lives. We came to ultra running or whatever through different means for different reasons but we found i think over the past year that we've really kind of resonated with each other like even though we're not living the same experience so many of our experiences is like oh yeah i feel that too or you know and so i i love that kind of that common thread we've we're all got our own stuff we all get there a little bit differently different stages of life but there's so much that resonates. And I do think that's what keeps a lot of us in the endurance world. So I kind of love that that's like one of the main focus of what you guys do. 
And yeah, so so tell me more about, um, so can people still go and submit like their why through the website? Is this like still, okay. Yeah, so everybody should do yeah. that. Yeah. It not nodding through a podcast doesn't answer the question. So <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the answer is website, which obviously we're gonna post all the you know places <clears throat> that you can find run try bike. Um so yeah, so people can go to the website, check it out, and share your own story, connect with others. So so tell us, um, just to kind of get the ball rolling, tell us what has been probably the thing that was most surprising to you once once you kind of word guide out people you were connecting with the material you were putting out and the vibe you're putting out what surprised you the most that brought you pe that brought people to you i think what you just said about having met Ohm a year ago and the shared experiences that you have without having known each other right mm -hmm. um, we get comments on our social platforms we'll get comments um, via email about how a particular story impacted X person. Um, and when we start to strip away and, and honestly think about it, right? Endurance sports strips away everything. You're, you're laying your, your um, soul bare because you're pushing to accomplish whatever it is you're looking to accomplish, whether it's your first 5K or your first, you know, 250 miler, you know, everybody's going to struggle at some point. And we'll see people that on the surface, you wouldn't imagine connecting with each other. But when they read that story, they start to connect with each other. And the the human side of uh, endurance sports starts to come through. And I, to me, again, we've all been at starting lines and have had chatted with other um, competitors, you know, what, what's your goal and, and how, how long have you been training and how long have you been in sports and why are you here and all those questions. Um, but that's a fleeting moment, right? Once the gun goes off, everybody's chasing their own dreams and goals on our website. It's permanent. It stays there. And so people are finding stories from two years ago and commenting on them. And, and I think that that's probably been the most surprising thing for me personally. And I'll let Ohm answer the question himself too, but I think that's been the most personal, like the most surprising thing for me personally. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely have to agree with that in so many ways, just, just like uh, how you were talking about Lauren, about how we found this like common thread. Mm -hmm. I think the, the most surprising thing to me about what we've done with run, try bike is just been how we've just created this like organic community that supports each other and that leans on each other. And, you know, we have these stories that like Jason said, are now permanent on the website. For example, my story, you know, like um, April is going to be two years since I submitted my How It All Started. Um, and that story is going to be there for however long, you know, like until the sun blows up or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> but um, but it's going to be there, you know, and I can always I, I don't know how it is for other people, but I feel like five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, I can always go back and treasure that story. And I feel like other people, when they look at their how it all started, might be able to treasure that story. For me, it'll always be going back to it started with a quarter of a mile, which Jason can also attest to because that's kind of how his journey started. <laughs> so I'm, I've got a question for you guys because um, Jason, you kind of hinted on this as one of the, the missions for your uh, organization that it's an inclusive thing and it's to to bring in people that uh, are not otherwise represented 
in this community. So uh, maybe the endurance sports are not uh, something that their socioeconomic class is really presented with as available to them. Or maybe these people felt like I'm not included in this group because I'm a minority for some other reason. And have you guys seen someone truly impacted by your organization that you can share with us where they, they were now suddenly included in something and it, and it really struck with them really resonated. And so you, you feel like you're really reaching uh, a, a community that would not have otherwise been represented. Has that happened for you yet? Yeah, it's happened in a number of different ways. So one of the things that we have done over the past probably year more so than the past two years is provide race entries for mm. athletes and um, because of the socioeconomic component of it all, right? Um, I will point to Oscar Gonzalez, who was uh, one of our How It All Started features. We asked him to write a story for us after he participated in our um, giveaway that we had hosted by Pit Viper. And one of the giveaway components was actually paying for his race entry. Um, and we still talk to him to this day. And I bring his name up because he battled alcohol and drug abuse um, for a number of years and um, was open about it with us. And so we know that that story has been amplified a number of times and then paying for his race registration. He lives out here in Phoenix. I ran across him one day uh, out on the trails and he just was so thankful and joyous over having paid for his race entry that we know that his life was super impacted by it. Wow. Um, yeah, we've paid for um, uh, at Fast Chicks, which is an African-American triathlon uh, female group. We've paid for a race entry for them uh, at their, they had their holiday party uh, in December and we covered a race entry and the, the woman that won the raffle, she and I have exchanged emails and it's an opportunity for her to go race at, uh, I think it's Atlantic City. If it's not Atlantic City, it's Happy Valley. It's on the East Coast, the 70.3 half Ironman there. And, you know, we've exchanged emails and she's like, I wouldn't have been able to race this year if it wasn't for you guys donating this race entry. So we've seen it. Um, one of the things we wanted to do with this business was give back to the community as well. Um, most people will never guess that I am Puerto Rican. And so, you know, I've been at starting lines all across this country. And honestly, the the one time I can point to where I've seen people that look like my cousins and my dad and my mother and aunts and uncles and, and other family members has been when I've raced in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So, you know, you go to other starting lines and you typically don't see the stereotype Puerto Rican, right? And so to me, that was important to make sure that my community got to participate in these sports, especially after my cousin once said to me, what are you doing running these hundred milers and participating in Ironman? She said, we don't do those things. And I'm like, who's this? <laughs> we? I'm doing it. Like, what do you mean? You know, yeah. come join me for a walk and, and, and progress from there. So, yeah. um, those are just a couple of examples, but I do know that we've had um, an impact on people directly because of what we've been doing with this, uh, with our platform. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And, and in addition to that, not just the, the racial component, but like a, um, a subculture. So like the LGBTQ community may feel like I don't belong and they, they may question that. And so then 
therefore they do belong and it's available to everybody. And have you guys had any stories like that that may have impacted someone that thought I was just never included and now I am? Yeah, so when we launched our fireside chat um, about a year ago, we had Rach McBride, who is a non-binary professional triathlete and gravel cyclist on. Um, and we had a great interview with them about their uh, their perception of inclusivity in the sports, mm -hmm. right? And we've gotten comments from people about that. And that led us to also putting Abby Robbins on the cover of one of our magazines. Mm -hmm. And they are a non-binary gravel cyclist who started the organization called Queer Gravel. Okay. And, um, you know, there's been, we've had them as the cover story and we've talked to a number of different people that have come back to what you just said, bud, which was like, I all of a sudden can see myself doing these events because of these two examples that you've provided. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So we, we do want to make sure I'll tell you what, but like, I have a lot of sleepless nights because I'm always worried that we're not doing enough. Right. I'm, I always mm -hmm. think to myself, did we have, did we have enough, you know, LGBTQIA plus athletes? Do we have enough um, physically challenged disabled athletes? Do we have enough women? Like I, I, I spend a lot of sleepless nights making sure that, you know, we're telling the stories and, or at least providing the platform to tell those stories because we have heard from people who say, thank you for doing what you're doing. Cause we've, I've gotten to see myself, you know, on the pages of your magazine or on the pages of your website. And honestly, like, look, we're running a business here, right? We don't want to eat ramen noodles. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But simultaneously, that's the payment for running this business is getting that feedback that says, thank you for doing what you're doing because I can now see myself doing that. And it, and it doesn't take much to say thank you. Right. But the impact is massive. And so we just mm -hmm. keep trying to keep putting out good stories for people so that they can relate to, um, to that person that they're reading about or hearing about on our fireside chat for that matter. Yeah. And I, I'm going to tell you that is in my eyes, it's so important and so necessary. You know, I have been talking with multiple people out on runs, Bud and I have recently talked about this. You know, it's it's like, how can we bring endurance sports to every community where every community sees themselves in endurance sports? They see, you know, not some skinny white dude. There's nothing wrong with skinny white dudes on all the covers of all the endurance magazines, but where is everyone else? And who's elevating those voices? And how can we elevate those voices mm -hmm. and you guys are doing it like you guys are doing absolutely that work and I just think it's phenomenal because it, it's a topic that comes up a lot but it's kind of one of those topics where a lot of people are like oh, I, don't, I don't know what to do you know I don't know and yeah. you guys are proof that hey look you know it you can make these communities we can elevate those voices that don't get elevated there is a place for everyone at the start line I love that mission I remember when once I talked to Ohm you know, after the podcast, and then he introduced me kind of to the run, try, bike story. And I saw you guys like giving away these race entries and working with these organizations. And I just thought, this is it. Like, this is what the communities are missing right here is this piece is offering a safe community that elevates the everyday athlete, which is what your tagline is, you know, 
it's just, we don't have it enough, you know? Yeah, we like to, to look at the elites and we like to hear what's going on because I think Barclay's going on this week, you know, everybody's like, well, and that, that mm -hmm. stuff's fun. But what about everybody else who also, like you said, some of the best stories I've ever heard are from the back of the pack, from somebody who felt like they weren't included and, and got, you know, included. Um, so I do, I think you guys are doing really the most amazing work. Um, so, yay. But anyways, <laughs> that was just, you I had to get cry. that off my chest. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys are, are covering like all endurance sports. Yeah. So, and that's really where my interests are. And so I'm, I feel like I'm a triathlete and that's what I like. Cause it's, you know, why suck at one sport when you can suck at three. <laughs> and so that's what, they, <laughs> but, uh, when, when I look at, um, diversity and inclusiveness, I think that platforms like the regular city marathon, these are things that would offer the most diversity if you just go to look at it right now. And then the polar opposite of that with the least amount of diversity is going to be like a, a mountain trail run somewhere. And somewhere in the middle of that are these uh, triathlons and things like that. And I guess when you go to just pure bicycle sports, it's probably less diverse. And, you know, some of it could be the, the cost of admission because, yeah, you got to have thousands of dollars for a bicycle or something. And, and you know, the, the city marathons are so popular and they may have tens of thousands of entrants, you know, so there's, it's really, really widespread and really, really advertised. And the, the race entrance, the, the fee to enter is not very expensive for some of these. Whereas you go to some of these trail runs and there may only be 50 to 100, you know, people who enter the race and they're not advertised. The only way you know about it is if you're part of, you know, some shoe store where you shop there and or, you know, you're in this little running community that already trail runs in the mountains with these people. And so I think the only way I could see increasing diversity there is either broadcasting it through your organization or somehow going to the the local city marathons and things and advertising at those locations like having booths and things like that that are at the uh the vendor venues and things because a lot of those big cities they have a they they have like a, a day before the race when you're doing your your signups and stuff like that there'll be local running companies that come and they set up booths and they they advertise for various things and so I, I guess uh, there's lots of other platforms that could be used to try and uh, advertise and increase diversity, you know, in our, in our endurance sports. You're going to be hired to be our salesperson. So we yeah. do, offer, okay. <laughs> we do offer marketing and advertising to race events at what we consider a very low cost, high quality product mm -hmm. um, for that reason, right? Because we do have a diversity of audience members coming and checking out our sport and we profess constantly, right? Don't label yourself as a road runner. Don't label yourself as a triathlete. Don't label yourself as a trail runner. You're an endurance athlete. Mm -hmm. And your change, uh, your your choices of sport may change over time. So don't just label yourself as one particular thing. Label mm -hmm. yourself as an endurance athlete. Um, I went from road racing to Ironman to trail running and 100 milers to having completed the inaugural Coca Dona 250. So like my um, 
journey has gone all over the place. And so we try to bring people in um, also under that concept that you're, we're all beginners at something. Um, we have a, I have a new client. I'm also a coach who is an experienced Ironman distance triathlete who's going to be racing her first hundred miler now. Oh, wow. Right. And so she's a beginner at the sport. And mm -hmm. Still with us, Jason? Yeah. We may we may have to get him back in just a moment. High quality, low okay. cost provider. Yeah. So you okay. cut out there for just a minute. Sorry. Oh. Um, yeah, you want to no. finish that last statement because we can edit it. Okay. Yeah. What I was going to say is that we are a low cost, high quality provider for advertising and marketing to events that we don't require, especially for events. Um, for other advertising partners, it's a longer term commitment, but for events, one month commitment. So if you want to just hit it hard right before the registration closes, you know, we are we are there to help you and um, allow us to do the magic that we do. I've been in marketing, sales and advertising for 30 years, so I, I have some experience at it. Yeah, that's Great. awesome. Great. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. And that that's a topic Bud and I've talked about, you know, it's like it's a double-edged sword. It's like you have to be in the community to know what's going on in the community. But it's like we want to get people in that community, which is what you guys mm -hmm. are doing. Yeah. So it's it's always, you know, I think. And you guys, okay, so you started, you launched in 2021. It's now, I can't believe it, 2023. And so what? where are you looking ahead? Like you, you've created this community. You have shared. So people go you know, on Instagram or on the website, you guys have so many great chats with coaches, with athletes, just people from all over the spectrum. And so, so what do you anticipate going forward? Obviously, I know you'll be doing much more of that, but do you have anything big that you're like kind of hoping to get to in the next year or two or even further down the road? So I'm actually going to be hitting the road here in about a month and or so and honestly traveling the country and yeah. hopefully dropping in on races dropping in on run clubs dropping in on different communities to help grow our business right but also being able to um amplify races and club events that are taking place uh, all across right now to be on the west coast but also athletes and their journey and their stories one of the things that we really are excited about launching is um, starting off with our March 30th newsletter, we're going to start providing um, exclusive stories of athletes going through their journey to their A race. Um, and so we're going to, it's going to be only on through our newsletter. And we're, the reason why we're excited about that is it's not going to get lost in the website. You're going to be able to get that delivered right to you. And we're going to be talking to people that are doing 100 milers, people that are doing their uh, first half marathons, people that are going to be doing their first 70.3s, people from all different walks of life. And so while it sounds a lot like what we're doing today, we're going to move it specifically to the newsletter and exclusively, exclusively there to help amplify that story um, on that scenario and then follow up with them during one of our fireside chats that will be a podcast when the race ends. And one of the hard things is getting the buy-in on the conversation after the race ends, right? Because there's a lot of fear of, but what if I don't finish? Or what if I don't do as well mm -hmm. as I want to do? And honestly, that's part of the story, right? There's a reason why I started the uh, concept of um, I DNF'd and the lessons I learned, right? Because 
if you're in these sports long enough, if this is my 16th year of doing these things, like you're going to DNF, I promise you at some <laughs> point, right? You're going to DNF and it's not the um, end all be all that people make it out to be. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to learn something from that DNF and grow with it and, and take it on to the next sport. So we're really excited about that and kind of RTB on the road, if you, if you would, um, and just getting to meet the people in our community a little bit more and, you know, hopefully have some, you know, live conversations just out of the blue when we meet athletes at coffee shops or run clubs that they're at. And um, I'll have my bike with me. So who knows, maybe it'll be a, a cycling moment to, as well. And, and just going around the, you know, the West coast of the country and just meeting people where they're at um, and getting out from being inside, you know, home office as you would um, and getting out there. I mean, Ohm is in Flagstaff right now. We're heading to Sedona to meet him on Friday and go run some trails and hopefully we'll run into some people out there and see if they're willing to have a chat with us. So just kind of growing the business and the community that way and, and letting them know, Hey, here's who we are. Here's what we do. And, and, you know, come chat with us. Yeah, I love that. And so I'm glad you brought up the newsletter. So for those listening who are not plugged in yet, what do they need to do to get signed up for this newsletter? Is it free? What do they do? Yeah, the newsletter is free. Go to runtrymag.com. And right at the top, it says subscribe to our newsletter. If you feel like scrolling first, feel free to scroll through the stories that you see. And then on the footer of the website, there is a box there for you to enter your uh, email address. And that's all we require, email address. And you will get two newsletters a month, one on the 15th, one on the last day of the month um, with stories um, and tips about overcoming, about inclusivity, about diversity in the sport, um, even tips on how to perform better on race day. Maybe nutritionist article um, will be in there too. Uh, this coming uh, in two days, well, so March 15th. So just so people know, we drop a actual digital magazine every other month. So March 15th, then May 15th, then um, what would that be? July, September, and November, right? Okay. On the 15th of every month, we drop a digital magazine, which is uh, about 28, 30 pages of stories and articles that are not on the website and will never be on the website. Um, run, try, uh, excuse me, run, swim, bike, nutrition, coaches tips, sports psychology, and then a cover story will be uh, included in the digital magazine. So sign up for our newsletter, get all that stuff. We also do have advertisers who provide some discounts for our subscribers as well. So an opportunity to save some money while you're at it too. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, you know, especially, I know a lot of people listen to us and, and we've got kind of athletes all over the place as well who, you know, are in the endurance world. And so I think it would be a good place. I know I hear all the time, especially from women, because that's kind of, you know, as a coach and, and in my little community is a lot of women always so intimidated to try new things, to, to venture into other areas of endurance. And so I think that's where this is really valuable because you can just quickly go to the website, get plugged in, read these stories, find, like you said, the humanity in them. Like, oh, I feel that way too. See the stories, get plugged into a community I think it's such a great way to kind of overcome that barrier, you know, of just showing up to a starting line or showing up to a group mm -hmm. training and being so intimidated. And so I think this, you know, for anyone listening who was like, I've always wanted to do that, but, you know, I don't know. I just <laughs> cannot, you know, because I find myself yeah. the same thing. Like, please go to and get plugged into this community and find people that look like you that have gone through similar things as you. 
and read their story, reach out to them. You know, I know some the people you guys interview on, on the fireside chats, I had the privilege of doing that. I mean, just amazing people. And I know that all of them would be willing to, you know, reach out to other people who might have questions or might want to get plugged in in some way. So, yeah. So I encourage everybody to just like, if there's something you're a little intimidated by, check it out, get plugged in and, you know, join the community. I will say this, right, for your listeners, right, your story matters. Um, I know that we, one of the things that we run into as a difficult, as one of the difficult parts of our business is people don't think their story matters. They don't think that they have a great story. And I keep telling everybody, you have a story that matters. You have a story that inspires. And one of the ways we break down that barrier is after they submit their how it all started, I will reply to them and ask them, I have a whole host of questions because I'm an inquisitive person. I just constantly ask questions. I have a whole host of questions for you. We'll write the article and then we'll send it to you for approval before we post it, right? So that you can feel confident in what we have written on your behalf um, and not feel like worried that all of a sudden here comes an article and then the, the bad side of the internet comes out, right? Um, and so we try to avoid that and make sure that we tell the story in their words by asking them questions and pulling more information out of them so that it becomes this gripping story that allows them to feel honestly celebrity-like, right? Yeah. Because chances are nobody's ever approached them to ask them about their story. Nobody's ever written a story about them. And so we want to make them feel special so that they can then share their story with their family and friends who then share it with their family. It's the domino effect. And yeah. it just keeps rolling downhill. And eventually somebody's going to stop the domino and be like, hey, that's me. If they can do it, so can I. And then they'll go and participate. And then hopefully they'll tell the story through our platform as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad. I love that. Jason, I'm glad you said that because it was making my mind think that uh, when you make someone feel special, something that you're doing that stands out as special could be something that these people held in their own regard towards themselves. They felt like it was a liability or something that prevented them from being special. And so someone may have a hurdle they have to overcome and you're actually amplifying that and showing them, no, this is why you're special because you have this hurdle you have to overcome and other people have that as well. And be, and by by amplifying that and showing the rest of the world, we're showing other people that have this same problem or this same obstacle in their life that they can do it too. And, you know, it could be anything. It could be a, a single mom with several children and she doesn't have time. She's working two jobs, yet she finds the time to do this. And that may really inspire somebody else. You know, it could be someone with a certain disability, even if we're saying, Yes, there's handicapped athletes, but I'm not handicapped. I just have asthma, you know? Well, right. there's plenty of people that have asthma. So you're helping them by amplifying that and showing the rest of the world, hey, this is what's unique about me. I didn't think it was special, but this is why it is special because it's going to help other people who have this same problem. Yeah, man, I, honestly, but I've been through the cooker myself, right? My, my dad had a third grade education. My mother graduated high school. We were poor AF, right? So, you know, to to get to this point in my life took a lot of hard work and determination, man. I've been divorced twice. I've moved across the country without knowing people in the destination I was going to. I've dealt with an eating disorder. I've dealt with alcohol abuse. 
Um, and yet I still come, you know, to training and working out and all of those things because endurance sports is my outlet. It is an opportunity for me to not worry about what's being posted on social media, not worrying about what bank, you know, went under today. And yeah. I can go and I can go and run or ride my bike or swim. And in those moments, it's my time and I can think clearly and, and then come out of the water off the bike or off the run and then go solve those issues and those problems by being a person who does and uh, who goes and does. And so when Sorry. I think when people hear those stories about me, they realize like, man, if this guy can do it, then so can I, right? Like I always say to the people, like imagine a Puerto Rican kid growing up in Bronx, New York, and then one day running um, from Phoenix to Flagstaff, Arizona. Like that's not the story that gets told, right? That's not the, yeah. uh, that's not the fairy tale that people are writing. And I did it. And so I want to be able to share those stories with people and say, look, man, if I can do it, so can you. Um, it wasn't easy, right? But it was, it, it's accomplishable and you can accomplish your dreams and goals too. And so um, I just think by sharing our stories that we can resonate with people from different backgrounds and perspectives, and they can then say to themselves, yeah, I want to share my story too. And again, like I said, we just push those dominoes down. Yeah. I, yeah. I love what, everything you just said, because right here, right now, I'm like resonating so hard. I'm like, yes, yes. That is why I'm in the endurance world. You know, even though my obstacles are different, it's like, gosh, yeah, I, I so get that feeling of, you know, this endurance lifestyle allows me to solve the problems that need solving in my life. Without it, I don't know how I would survive. And I see that in others as well. And and to hit home on that, everyone has a story. It's so true. So true. I have never met anyone else in, you know, this this world of athletics, endurance sports that didn't have an amazing story. You know, most of them think, I don't have a story. It's just this, this, this. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone. And it's going to resonate with others in some way. Um, and, you know, even people I work with with clients are like, oh, well, I just do this. Or, you know, they're always kind of like shrinking down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, don't shrink. Your story is important. You are important. And I think that's a big theme. I know for women, just because that's kind of the group I'm plugged into with my female athletes. I'm lucky to have a very, you know, uh, diverse client base. A lot of them are female, though, and that just seems to be a common thread. They don't really think that their story is that important or matters so much. And it does. It really does. I've never met anyone who didn't have a fascinating story of overcoming something. Um, I think that's why most of us, you know, end up in endurance sports. We have overcome a lot of stuff. We're still working through a lot of stuff and endurance, you know, that it, it's, it's like endurance equals freedom. It allows us to be who we really are. So we can go back to the real world, to society, to the problem <clears throat> and be our best version. Um, so I, I just absolutely love that. I'm going to like encourage my clients to go fill out the form and all of that. Um, because I just, it's so important. You're right. Everyone has a story. Everyone's story deserves to be heard if that's what you want you know everyone has a place and I just love that you guys are you know that that's your mission um so I just love it I love you guys so much <laughs> we're keep that going right so you asked me what the big the big idea for the future is and honestly it's sticking to that vision and mission and how we're um when we talk to partners and potential advertisers we lead with our vision and mission. And one of the first questions we ask them is, if this is not in alignment with you, then we aren't the platform for you. 
Um, and so sometimes as a business owner, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, food coming out of my mouth. But the reality is we want companies to work with us because they share that same vision and mission um, and aren't there just to reach our audience, right? Like yes. give something back to yeah. our audience Absolutely. if you're going to be here with us. Um, and so we just want to keep pushing that forward. And, you know, one of the things uh, at the start of this year, Om and I um, started with our mantras. Right? So we had three of them to begin to kick off the year and it ties into this whole vision and mission concept. And it's um, one, the, <laughs> the first one is, um, Failure is not terminal. It's the building block to success. So we're going to reach out to partners and athletes and try to get them to engage in our platform. And if they tell us no, that's okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to use that as a learning and move forward and continue to build a business. We're going to stop worrying and start doing, um, which I think a lot of people don't do, right? They're like, oh, I wish I could do this. And they're worried that somebody on social media, and I, I came up with this um, rhyming thing that Jane from Maine or Billy from Philly is going to write a comment on Instagram and like, oh, why are you doing this? And it's like, don't worry about that person. Um, so stop worrying, start doing. And um, if is it okay if I use foul language? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our last one is fuck it, let's go for it, right? And like so it. like we've just tied these three mantras all together mm -hmm. to continue to push forward that vision and mission of. There is a spot at the starting line for everybody. And we want you to tell your story through our platform. We don't want to hire freelance journalists. We don't want to hire writers to tell their story using your path. We want you to tell your story using our platform instead. And I think that carries a lot more weight because um, it's now coming from them as opposed to some creative writer, right? And there's nothing wrong with journalists. We, we use them too. Mm -hmm. um, but we typically don't use them to write our how it all started started stories or our cover stories. We actually allow the athletes to write them themselves or at least work with us in writing it as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. I, I just had one little thing to add in there. So like, um, and it's kind of important for me. So my love of trail running comes from also a love of the great outdoors. And so there's some things that aren't necessarily related to endurance sports that kind of overlap with why I like to trail run as opposed to maybe running down the sidewalk or the street or something. And just want everyone to know and understand that the great outdoors belongs to all of us. And so that's kind of the message I want to put out there in getting more people exposed to that and know that they're accepted in these areas and that it's available to all of us because it does belong to all of us. And then the other part is we've talked a lot tonight about endurance athletes and maybe runners or cyclists and some people, and we're going to talk about uh, inclusiveness. Some people may think they don't belong in one of these categories. Uh, at, there is no such thing as a runner's body. If you are a runner, then you have a runner's body. If you're a cyclist, then you have a cyclist's body. And so everyone who's starting somewhere from no matter what their fitness level is, is also included in this category. Just want to get that point across. Amen. Yeah. And it is the word athlete. So I will, I you know, if you move on purpose, you're an athlete. And it's so funny, again, because I coach a lot of women, when I call them athletes, they're like, oh, no, like, 
most of them will not accept you are an athlete i don't care if it's <clears throat> you know you've only run one 5k in your whole life you are an athlete and so i think like i i love your community because it is it embraces that you know what we're all here we're all athletes you don't have to be podium you don't have to be sponsored you you are still an athlete if you move on purpose to accomplish some goal, you're an athlete. And so I, yeah, that's, that's a big one I see as well in people. And it's just like, this community, I think is so important for, for showing just the diversity of athletes in general. And yes, that athlete looks like me, that athlete, you know, comes from the path I come from. That's what we need more of. So I just, yeah, I think it's awesome. I'm gonna, everyone, you know, I think, my clients and my followers know that, you know, my, my desire is to build an inclusive environment where everyone, like you said, feels like they can be a part of this community. Um, so yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll just keep growing and keep seeing awesome things happen with you guys. I'm really excited, um, to see what's up. I'm so glad I connected with Ohm because otherwise I wouldn't have, he's like, Oh, you know, I've got to show you this organization I'm working with run, try bike. I was like, okay. And then he had invited me for a, a chat and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm getting into, but let's do it. You know? <laughs> and I'm so glad I did really so glad. Um, and I felt honored to be a part of that. So, Okay, Bud, I know we've got like 10 minutes left, yep. and I know Bud now so, is just itching to ask yep. the fun questions. I have no yep. idea what so, he's asking, so I'm sorry, Jason. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, And I think so, Ohm dropped out. He was having some Did he already drop out? So okay. Far, so Ohm's not here. So his phone was overheating. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, so here's the deal. I think last time Ohm and I got on music, and I forgot to give him my playlists and stuff. Oh, yeah, so they were bonding over I'm gonna, music. Yeah. I'm going to figure that out and, and try and make my pe playlist public where I can share them for him and yeah, stuff. But uh, so, Jason, you're going to get hit with these questions. <laughs> so uh, do you like Hall and Oates? I, I am the worst person to ask about music. Honestly, okay. the absolute worst person. But I know who Hall and Oates is. And, yeah, I can listen to Daryl Hall and John Oates. I even know their first names. Yeah, That's yeah there you me. go. Yeah. <laughs> something today he's like look what i'm listening to to it's like hollow notes i was like okay <laughs> but <laughs> well it's a it's a slippery slope you got to be real careful because it leads other places and so <laughs> like i'm serious so like i ended up the day with like duke ellington and john coltrane and i'm listening to like smooth jazz and stuff and i'm like I how did i get that. here i do too i don't it's it should have been there all day but it, you know i just got it at the end on my drive home and uh, I think I love jazz because it has no words and I don't have to really remember who the artists are because it all yeah. sounds yeah. Cool. It's also <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I got one. I got one for Bud takes anymore. Okay. Oh my god. What? I know. <laughs> Bud's like, I want to ask all the questions. All right. Go ahead. Um, okay. So what is the toughest event, like endurance event, that you've ever finished? That you just look back and like, man, I can't believe I did that. I'm curious to hear which one it is. Any any 5K I've, I've ever run after the age of 40. Really? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we out here running as hard as we can fast? for 3.1 yes, miles? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is dumb. Why are we doing this? Um, well, so you're you're really hint, hinting on that a 5K is supposed to be just blasted. Oh, and man, you're just really hitting it out. hard. Yeah. But what is what is your favorite distance? Because I have mine. 
the hundred miler is my favorite distance. I love running a hundred miles. It's an opportunity for me to sort of get lost in my own head. And I've never run with music or headphones at all ever. Um, And so just listening to nature and then when you pick up your pacer and having that conversation, you're in the moment, you have to be present. And so I just love that hundred mile uh, opportunity to get rid of the world for what amounts to a day, right? And just being present within yourself and your own mind. I love that. Yeah, I, I like the way you're describing that on the hundred miler. I think for me, it's going to be the half marathon. And I know I'm going back to saying that I don't like running on the road, but <clears> I actually <throat> do when it's a half marathon and you can have your earbuds in. And even though there's hundreds of people around you, you're ignoring them. And yeah. so it's like, it's like, that's the easy distance for me, which is, you know, spend two hours running a half marathon and listening to music and that's it. That's awesome. You get a t-shirt, you get drinks and a, a pizza or whatever when you're done. As long as that pizza doesn't have pineapple on it, we're okay. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> but do you so, eat pineapple on your pizza? Yeah, you know, I do. I love all that stuff. I like it. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, that's hilarious. I did not know that about you, bud. Oh my gosh. How did I know? I thought I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm questioning everything now. <laughs> I, I've been keeping that a secret. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, he sent me a picture. He's like I said, he's up in Flagstaff and he sent me uh-huh. a picture of a couple of slices of pizza, his first or second day there. And they look like true New York slices. They didn't have any pineapple on them. And I was very proud of him. I was like, nice. my, my little boy grew up. He finally <laughs> removed pineapple from the pizza. Uh, oh my gosh. And I love that you're going out there soon so you can like actually run with them and hang yeah. out. I love that. Well, we ran yeah. last weekend at the uh, Jackpot Ultras in, uh, oh, cool. in Vegas, Henderson. So we ran out there. He did the six hour. Okay. Um, my significant other did the 12, 48 hour and I ran the 50 miler out there. So it was kind of cool to have a group of people and he knew some people out there too. So, and it's a loop. So you end up you know, interacting with people all throughout the, mm-hmm. the 48 hours you're out there. Oh, cool. That's the best. I love that. <clears throat> That's awesome. All right, bud. I took away your thunder. So ask away. We have five minutes. You get yeah, to ask. Jason, <laughs> what, what's your favorite shoes? Running shoes or just shoes in general? We're gonna do both. So give me your <laughs> okay, running so shoes. I am I am a uh, Adidas Gazelle fan. So suede, three stripes, you know, all sorts of colors yeah. of them. Yeah. So, it's like in, indoor soccer shoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically. So I like I love those for those are the those are the actually I go and teach college level marketing in those shoes. Like uh, other <laughs> other teachers are there in there leather loafers and khaki <laughs> pants and I show up in my jeans and my suede Adidas um, running shoes. I've been running in the Nike wild horse seven on the trails. And I really like those now. Previously I had been using the Hoka Torrance, which are also a good shoe. Um, and I ran the jackpot ultras in the Clifton nine, which is from Hoka, which is also a really good road shoe. Okay. So yeah. Those are good shoe. Yeah. Okay. Good. I did my first good. 50 in the Nike wild horse. I will say, you know, it was funny because at the time, this was years ago at the time I was like, Oh, Nike makes trail shoes. Like I don't even know. And someone had suggested them like for my freakishly narrow feet, I was having issues and yeah, they were great. <clears throat> they were great. 
I'll be wearing them at the Canyons 100 miler at the end of April as well. Nice. I'm really excited to take them on the 100 mile distance. Yeah. Awesome. So I have I have wide feet and uh I like the uh Ultra Olympus. That's that's mm -hmm. what I like. Thick boys or whatever they call them. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. a Solomon girl cuz I have like freakishly then, narrow feet and that's like the only thing that works. <laughs> and then don't make fun of me but um, oh, we're going my, to. My favorite shoe for comfort is Crocs. He is. Nice. I make fun of them. I know everyone <laughs> loves them. I don't like them. <laughs> they, I, I used to make fun of people and like these mountain bike people that I follow were like, "Dude, wear Crocs. They're the best shoe ever. You can jump off the mountain bike, hop in a trout stream, and fish." And I was like, "I'll be damned." So I, you can. You can. He does. He and, shows up in Crocs now. I'm like, "What are you wearing?" I tell you what. <laughs> There was this dude at the 50. I don't know if he was running the 50 or the 100 at Jackpot or whatever distance he ran. He was yeah. running in Crocs. Like he Are was you serious? Yeah. Oh dead my. serious. Well, he was running every, the racing every, Crocs. So crazy. everyone jokes, but they have that strap. And the people at work are just like, put that strap back and then you're in turbo mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like hitting the X button I mean, on the Sega. <laughs> I mean, whatever floats your boat, you know? <laughs> He was that dude was cruising too. He was oh, he amazing. was happy. He was moving. So hey, if it worked for him, that's right. Him. Whatever works, you know. Whatever works. Well, I think Crocs Crocs would make an excellent like recovery shoe. Oh yeah, because so, they're just, just so up. comfy. Yeah. Maybe you can talk me into a pair. I've never owned a pair, but maybe maybe I'll give it a try this summer, bud. We'll see. You'll be hooked on it. Plan on fishing. <laughs> <laughs> get a croc sponsorship you know <laughs> croc if you're listening athlete. croc people <laughs> oh man that's never awesome. know hey the real run the real running shoe the real running shoe companies don't <laughs> want me but crocs crocs they want me yeah lauren hey. you have to take our third rule right yeah. fuck it let's try that's it right you know <laughs> what could go wrong it's 100 miles it's running in crocs what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, I've man. seen a, I've seen a lot of people like switch over to like chacos and stuff when they're on a hundred miler and they're I've just like walking that. it in, I've and it's like, that, you know? yeah, I've seen it. I I have I've had clients who've done that. <laughs> they're like, I'm gonna walk it in and some sand. I'm like, whatever, you do know, you. my feet are killing me. Yep, like, just whatever. do you. Don't worry That's about right. it. Right, whatever gets you there, just do it. That's all you gotta mm -hmm. do. Just do it. Oh my gosh, this conversation was awesome. I'm sorry Om had to drop out. We'll catch up with him later. Um, but Jason, thank you for spending an hour with us, sharing your story, sharing how the platform works and, and how people can get plugged in. I think it's just, it's something so needed in the endurance world and I just love mm -hmm. it. Um, and so we're going to yep. put all the links up so people can find you easily. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can chat again in the future. Absolutely. Yep. I would look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. All Thank right. you, Jason. Well, have a good night. Good Bye. night. Bye-bye.